I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Uh Wrestle me, Peter. Oh, the one time I've actually played the music in studio, I've started sneezing. I'm allergic to professionalism, Mark. Never <laughs> yeah, mind. we can tell because this episode's come out on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to come out on a Friday. It can come out a little later on if you want. It's completely up to you. <laughs> uh, hello, yes. Uh, uh, apologies. I, I actually did a, a little interview about Wrestle Me for Pod Bible. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes It yes. went out on their podcast mm. and I listened back to it and I thought, it's really nice when you hear yourself do an interview. And you listen back to it, haven't forgotten what you said, and you go, oh, I didn't sound like a dickhead. Yeah. I didn't sort of start going, yeah, we're, the, we're the absolute best, and if anyone doesn't think we are, I'll kill them. You know, there was none of that. But there was one thing was like I said Ultimate in there. Warrior promo. There was one thing where they were sort of going, what's, you know, what's the key to a successful podcast? Mm. And I had one thing I said, and that was the word regularity. <laughs> and I said, you know, too many podcasts, they aren't regular. You yeah. need to be regular. We've yeah. always been regular. Yeah. It went out two days before we ruined everything. Mark, I'm really sorry. And it is all my fault. I came off the back of a football ramble tour and I thought we had enough in the bank. I thought we had enough money in the bank to use wrestling parlance. Um, but we didn't. Um, we didn't. I, I just didn't have enough time and I fucked it all up, guys. And I'm so sorry. We're a day late, you, but not you, a buckshot. Do you know what we should do? What? We should just do one of those things that's really annoying where even because we're a day late, we'll just talk and apologise for the whole episode <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah. And then you just sort of go, Jesus Christ, this is eating itself. <laughs> um, couple, uh, couple of things that have happened since we last recorded. Yeah, very much. Mm. Um, my top line on this um, is not the return of CM Punk. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not the recent AEW main event between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, which has split the wrestling world mm. as to whether it was a work match. Yeah. Uh, it was that Coco Beware has finally talked about <laughs> losing his bird Frankie in a house fire. <laughs> he, uh, yes! <laughs> he's quoting an interview saying, a neighbour was in the backyard crying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I couldn't save your child. He heard a voice inside the burning house saying, let me out, let me out. <laughs> he thought it was my kid. It wasn't. It was Frankie in his cage. <laughs> His parrot was screaming, let me out, let me out. I mean, that it suggests that he's had to say that before. <laughs> like, he's been in the cage saying, obviously, let me out, let me out. Like, you've taught him that. I mean, I don't know if parrots know what they're saying. No, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they it. don't, do they? So, if this so, one did, it's a damn shame it I died because it was doing something pretty special. A brilliant bird. Um, I, I know why the cage bird sings because Coco Beware <laughs> taught it to sing in that exact way. Because Coco Beware has gone to church and there's been a house for 
Um, <laughs> uh, saved you reading the book. Um, the, um, it'd be amazing if that's on the last page. Um, the other thing that I was really keen on this this week is the news that um, wrestling has a fan who I think would come as a bit of a surprise, and that is the German author Werner Herzog. Yes. So yes. G- GQ did a great little article where they they'd mentioned they'd sort of heard him do a podcast mm. and he talked about WrestleMania <laughs> and about uh, Jesse Ventura, who right, he really yeah. loves. Yeah. You know, he's sort of saying he's I really admire him. He he had this thing about he I don't care like me. If, <laughs> if I if I win or if I lose, as long as I cheat. And that's a sort of very <laughs> Werner Herzog idea. Um but GQ went through and found that he, Werner Herzog has been mentioning watching WrestleMania mm. in countless interviews dating back to 2000 mm. and he looks at it with a very Werner Herzog way it must have been in the earlier Greek times before Sophocles and before Euripides when something like this emerged from the public eye <laughs> I do believe what is fascinating about Wrestlemania is the story surround it the dramas between the owner of the whole show and his son, who are feuding, and his wife in the wheelchair, who is blind. And he is then showing up in the ring with four girls who have huge fake boobs, and he is fondling them. This is almost sort of an ancient Greek drama, evil uninterrupted by commercials. So what does it say? It says this sort of thing is more important than the fight itself. It is a new drama emerging, and it has been understood by these people who invented WrestleMania. So Now, <laughs> I would have believed that he'd actually said that. Yes, he did. That, what, is, that is a an direct quote. quote what, he, from he, he mentioned Herzog. that? That is it. I thought it was just like a one-liner. He didn't mention... He actually mentioned GQ that scene. found back to 2000, Fucking him talking hell. about WrestleMania. Time out in, uh, in London, the London mm. magazine, the listing magazine in 2005. He said, you see reality TV, you can play video games in the virtual world. You've got Photoshop and WrestleMania. Our sense of reality is experiencing an onslaught of enormous magnitude. <laughs> so he's just continually talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> and whenever he talks about it, um, he actually, the, the best quote on this is mm. he was asked, what is your ideal night out? And he said, I never really spend nights out. They're a bit of a rarity these days. I like attending good soccer matches and then heading to the pub for a good beer. I used to be the striker for a very poor fifth division league team. I also really enjoy WrestleMania. <laughs> Maybe that would be my ideal night out. So he's continually talking about it. And what's really funny is I know what this feels like. Yes. Where you can't... This is sort of slightly what WrestleMania is about. Yeah. It's me justifying my love. And the whole idea that I would have been able to say, even to you, mm. you know, when I first met you, yeah. if someone had said, oh, you, you, you really like wrestling, I'd have gone, no, I'm really interested in it from uh, the dramatic... <laughs> points of um, it's like a emerging new drama by the you know and he's doing exactly yeah. that if you've been watching it for 20 years and you keep bringing it up in interviews mm. Werner Herzog you're a fan mate yeah just yeah, enjoy just, it just enjoy it I uh, experience a very diluted version of that when I tell uh, girls that I um in you know I, I do wrestle uh, podcasts about wrestling yeah, why do and you tell them say again never yeah. tell them they never just, mention they just it scream what's going to happen are they going to take off their tops no, no. Oh. oh they're really not they are really really uh, not um CM Punk what is this deal with it why was he why was he back on wrestling television 
uh, on a WWE product, but like just a really shit one. It's 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 a confusing little thing, but basically it's a talk show on a channel called FS1. Right. And it's called, I think it's Unwrapped. I'm, it's so new and I haven't really paid attention to the mm. modern stuff that's going on. Yeah. I have watched this bit. And what's happened is basically I think the channel said we would like to bring him in as a commentator because obviously right. he's a big name in wrestling. Yes. And the WWE, they have had to essentially go, well, okay, sure. Now, the return of CM Punk is a huge deal. He, yeah. he left the WWE. They had a terrible breakup yeah. where there were legal cases mm. after things he said about on podcasts, so I ain't going to repeat them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he was fired on his wedding day, mm. uh, and uh, they have had a very acrimonious uh, split. Punk then went to UFC. The, 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 the split had really been about that Punk felt he should have been a main eventer and yeah. he was being held down by by people like Triple H and uh, mm. he just wasn't going to get that opportunity that he deserved. Yeah. Um, by going to UFC, he was essentially forging a path like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar goes to UFC, becomes a huge, much, much bigger star, comes back and is absolutely the main man even 10 years after. Mm. Punk's UFC did not work out. Yeah. It did not work out at all well. No. Uh, two losses, both brutally humiliating and so punk has always been very much like i will never go back to wwe people have always chanted for him the thing about wrestlers is wrestlers always come back yeah there is no wrestler who has ever fallen out with the wwe who hasn't eventually come back into mm. the fold bruno sammartino uh, hulk hogan jesse ventura um, warrior warrior perfect Briefly. example yeah goldberg mm. all of these people who absolutely swore blind they would never come back they come back because that's what you do in wrestling. You end up coming back. Yeah. Um, Punk has always been... He he is the, the hottest free agent in wrestling and has been for mm. five years because people want to see him back. They still chant his name at live events. Mm. He's come back employed by the TV channel rather than by the WWE. I, but it's just... it's a But presumably it's a WWE product. It's got the stamp of WWE. Yeah. Why would you want to risk undercutting your bottom line for when you obviously eventually come back yeah well it I just mean doesn't... that's the question I think Punk can say to himself I'm actually working for a TV channel yeah. and I happen to be talking about WWE but that is surely going to impact yeah. on the final pop it's yeah. surely going to impact. I, I I absolutely agree. I think that 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 that's that is very very true from the mm. WWE's point of view. What they want to do, of course, is they want to open up those channels. They want to be able to get to him and say, "Look, come on, why don't you do something? Mm. It's all changed. Everything's different. We'll do this this time." This you know, they're also in the middle of the wrestling war with AEW. Yeah, they need to get this free agent. He could be a real real needle mover for AEW. Well, imagine, yeah, imagine if he just came back there. Wow, yeah. that'd he, be incredible. He seems to have really stumbled in his talks with them. He just doesn't seem like he wants to come back to wrestling. Right. I, I think there's a possibility that this will seem like everyone's going, oh gosh, yeah, he's going to come back and he'll be in WrestleMania this year. Yeah. I think there's a possibility that he might be so prickly and sticking to his guns and so hurt by what's gone on hmm. that this might be as far as it goes and it will always seem like one of those things where you just go, if you hadn't been so obstinate, yeah. you could have been headlining WrestleMania. At the same time, you could say, is it obstinate or is it principled? You know? Yeah. Oh, People are still chanting sell out at him now. <laughs> They've been chanting for him for five years to come back. He comes back and everyone's like, you sell out, bitch. <laughs> the, um, uh, apparently he's quite good. I've seen that trailer of that horror film he's in. Apparently he's quite good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be yeah. quite a good lead. Yeah. Uh, if you're a wrestler, you know, you do do quite a bit of acting. Yeah. You know, you should be quite good at this yeah. sort of thing. He, uh, he's also know. a super bright, intelligent guy. Mm. You know, I think he's uh, I think he's going to be good in this. The, the thing that, that I did think was slightly annoying was he came out and he just did one line 
where he looked into the camera much too close. He'd then gone into shadow, so it sort of robbed it of its power. Mm. But he said, just when you think you know all the answers, uh, and there's a famous Roddy Piper, that's his Roddy Piper line, where Mm. Roddy Piper then says, I change all the questions. And Punk said, I change the culture. (laughs) And I thought... Not sure you coming back to be on a talk show on a channel I've not heard of is going to change the culture of America. But, I mean, it's just a bit too self-aggrandizing. You've thought about it too long and you've slightly lost the sense of what you're saying. Yeah, you know exactly. It's I, when you make a big a momentous decision at work, you're like, this is going to fucking fuck everyone. <laughs> no, it won't. Yeah. No, it won't. I'm sorry, what, what, what were you trying to say? Uh, I was trying to say I quit. Oh, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, it really got confusing. Um, when I gave up stand-up, uh, which was in about 2000, and one, yeah. um, I, I I thought about it. I mean, you're the only person thinking about this yes, as well. No exactly. one else gives yeah, up. Yeah, gives yeah, up. Yeah. Flying fuck. Mm. Um, literally watching someone retire on stage who you hadn't seen until 15 minutes beforehand, <laughs> and you sort of gone, "He's all right. Oh, he's he's retiring." <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I, th- I I was I was reading a lot about the Sex Pistols at the time. Yeah. When they finished that, that's the level I saw myself. Right. At, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This How iconoclast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I was playing Imperial College London. You know, at Giggle Tonic or something, but. <laughs> They, they, they. When the Johnny Rotten did his final gig, he said, mm. "Ever get the feeling you've been cheated?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I want to give up stand-up. Maybe I should do a funny version of that." <laughs> so at the end, I finished and I went, "This is actually going to be my last gig. I'm, I'm not going to do this again." I managed to get a TV job. But I didn't add that in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thinking about things, baby. Yeah, you're going to be seeing me on something called live TV. <laughs> with, uh, it was with Carlton Digital. Carlton actually. Digital. Okay, yeah, right. it got shut down a year later. I didn't know that at this point. <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, Sex Pistols was really good. I'm going to do a thing that people will go, ah, oh, he's put his unique spin on that, but yeah. the spirit is still the same. Mm. And I went, so I've been Mark Haynes, I'm not going to be doing this ever again. Uh, and people wait for a joke. And I went, ever get the feeling you've been treated? Good night. <laughs> and it was silent. Of you course ha- it was. You'd have to get, you'd have to know the reference. Yeah, you'd have to know the reference. You'd have to know that you were serious. You'd have to know, yeah, that I was serious. Yeah. You'd have to sort of know that I was sort of doing something sort of silly and not... <laughs> sort of just asking a question and I that, I hadn't thought about that for years it does make me feel a bit embarrassed um, but when I saw CM Punk come out and go just when you think you know all the answers I change the culture I thought oh ever get the feeling you've been treated <laughs> <laughs> overthought it lovely hey uh, woo shall we wrestle me alright then <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be taking a look at ECW One Night Stand. Yes. Uh, this was from 2006. Uh, and it was a big event held uh, on the 11th of June mm. uh, 2006 at the Hammerstein Ballroom. This is One Night Stand 2. Um, yes. you, the, the second one night stand, which stops it being a one night stand. It's, <laughs> no. It's, it should have been called much relationship. A, repeat, <laughs> a repeated uh, experience. Yeah. Budding relationship. <laughs> um, or tw- two fuck. Yeah. Um, the, oh, um, two fuck. Oh, the old two fuck. <laughs> um, uh, this, this was uh, a different feel. So last year, was a nostalgia show. Yeah. WWE had purchased the ECW tape library in about 2003 mm. and they were beginning to see a lot of merchandise go out the door. There'd been a really, really well-reviewed history of ECW DVD that they brought out. So when they brought the the first one-night stand uh, onto pay-per-view, yeah. that was a nostalgia show and it was supposed to be a celebration of this thing which people were still very keen on. Yes. The thing is, that was a huge critical and financial smash, that. Mm. And they, they began going, well, actually, we, we could... We really have to do this again. Yeah, and not just, just this again. Why don't we bring back ECW? Yeah, okay. So they had signed a deal just after WrestleMania 22 
to have ECW as a weekly show on a very small cable channel called Sci-Fi. And mm. Sci-Fi were a Sci-Fi channel. Yeah. And there was a lot of push from the fans of Sci-Fi saying, we don't want wrestling. Mm. And there was a fair amount of push from Sci-Fi to say, maybe you could put some sort of Sci-Fi elements in. Maybe you could have like an alien oh, come. No. And so it was already problematic before yeah. it started. Yeah. But what this pay-per-view was, was a combination of the nostalgia and also the launch pad for the new weekly TV series that was going to go. Right. So okay. this, 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 rather than the last one, which seemed like the end of an era, this is the start of a bold new era. Mm. And that bold new era was, it was the start of the era of people not wanting to watch ECW again. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, uh, pretty much a disaster. <laughs> right. Like a lot of invasion angles that they've done over mm. the years, they very quickly go, the problem is these ECW people aren't as good as WWE people. So let's get some WWE people in there. Yeah. Uh, in this one, they take out Big Show and, mm. and Kurt Angle. Angle. Two people who Kurt Angle was literally in ECW for one night yeah. and said, Don't ever put me on the video. I hate this. <laughs> Big show had no connection at all. And so you're already diluting down. Yeah, what, it's it's the it's, point it's, of it. it's just second guessing themselves, isn't it? And worrying that they're not gonna, you know, they're gonna produce a, a product that nobody's gonna like or yeah. or but it's like, well, just give look, there's a demand for it. Give yeah. the people what they want. Don't get don't stick your fucking oar in. Exactly. Because they, they love the product for what it was. They didn't love you. You didn't love you for it. No. And you weren't involved. So no. just fucking But that's out. the thing of going, do you yeah. know what do you know what people really want? Yeah. People want bland WWE <laughs> and these people can't wrestle and they they're not mm. professional. Yeah. So let's put in a couple of really boring milk toast men. And that will then, you know, make it huge. Yeah. Like, there is something about WWE that I do wonder sometimes whether they just go. Let's not have anything that's too big. We don't want anything <laughs> yeah. that's wildly successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... We don't want to run away success because that will only die. <sighs> that will only die the other stuff we got. Exactly. Yeah, that will make that will make our stars look bad. <laughs> if everyone else is really good, then they're going to have to work harder. <laughs> oh, nightmare. <laughs> I think also they they probably just go. Oh, we'd have to take on more people in the like the web shop. <laughs> you know, we have to get a bigger warehouse we'll for get the merch. A few more AOL keywords. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're a billion dollar company. <laughs> Who wants to be a $3 billion company? There's no difference. <laughs> Just everybody calm it down. Um, I, I almost bought some WWE stock the other day. Oh, did you? Right, wow. After about... you, hang on, whoa. In the lifetime of this show, you've bought Bitcoin. <laughs> I have. You've seen that tank. Hey. Do not ruin WWE for everyone. <laughs> Let me make it clear. The Bitcoin was a disaster <laughs> until... Brexit happened and the pound crashed. Now, now I'm one of the wealthiest men in Hertfordshire. <laughs> I'm a doomsday prepper. <laughs> Very true. The um, <laughs> this show is 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 a show of two halves. Mm. So it's sort of funny that we've only watched the sort of first bit. Yeah, because we are absolutely against the line here. The um, <laughs> the second part is astonishing, and it's one of those shows that is made by the crowd. Mm. So you can already see the WWEification of ECW happening here. Most of the matches have people who are already signed with WWE. Yeah. In one case, you get Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton, mm. which is just two WWE people fighting in an ECW uh, arena, if you like. One of them does have an ECW uh, uh, gum shield. <laughs> he does, he does. And both of them at this point, very ECW, are struggling massively with drug issues. <laughs> so that is actually, in fairness, a nod <laughs> to the original ECW, which was supposed to be one of the most chaotic dressing rooms of all time. Nice. Um, the... I think you mispronounced cocaine now. Right? <laughs> do you know what? They weren't, it wasn't, I don't think cocaine was big. Right. It was alcohol. Yeah. Uh, oh no, that, TNA was alcohol. I think ECW was pills. 
It was all about somas and uh, God, they have such more loads. exotic kind of pills out there, don't they? We can't get them over no. here. Over there, you can get them in a pharmacist. Yeah. You just you're not supposed to buy three hundred of them, but you know some of these guys did. Um, it's also why you know I mean all joking aside, it's also why half of the ECW locker room were dead before they were fifty. Right. They were hard living, hard partying, very irresponsible men, mm. um, and uh, that 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 obviously <laughs> I'm being horribly flippant about it. But both Randy Orton and Kurt Angle at this point were at terrible lows. Right. But we'll we'll talk to that when we get to them. But you, you wouldn't mm. notice it really from their no, match. No, I thought the match was yeah. No, but they're um they're actually I mean both of them uh, again within two months Angle is is gone from WWE. Right. He he, he needs a break. Yeah, and, I think we uh, spoke about this in the last show. You that's thought, right because they didn't want an Olympic hero dying on their terms. That's right. And within two months of this, I think Randy Orton has an accidental overdose mm. of sleeping pills at home, really? and it's only due to the fast reaction of his girlfriend that his life was saved. So yeah, we are we are not in a good place here. And it's funny because I think around 2006, we begin to think of this as quite a clean industry. Mm. You know, it predates Benoit's death, but we are very much in the in the tail end of, you know, Eddie Guerrero's passing. And you imagine that everyone was cleaning up about then and it doesn't seem like they were. Mm. In fact, Brock Lesnar did an interview last week where he was talking about, he, he, he was joking, I think, and exaggerating the effects of it, but he was saying he can barely remember his first WWE run um, because of vodka and pain pills. He, um, everyone was slightly blotted on things that were not necessarily illegal. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The big main event in this is RVD versus John Cena. Mm. And uh, this was part of the money in the bank that he won at WrestleMania 22. He challenged for the, the, the title here. And this is a really exciting thing for the crowd because it's one of theirs, Rob Van Dam, is going against the absolute symbol of what the WWE is. And it's a fantastically interesting thing here. They play a very good sleight of hand. Everybody knows that this is WWE. Yeah. But they have enough 
about it. So Paul Heyman comes out and he's got just like earphones on. Right. Like he's running the show. Yeah. And he is running the show, but you don't need the earphones on when you come out. No, no one's going to be saying to you, you know, uh, Paul, you need to um, wrap it up. You know, you know, you yeah. know what you're doing. They're not, they're not plugged in. But there's little bits and they do make it feel like, and it does feel like an ECW show. Well, it's, it's quite an intimate kind of venue, isn't it? Like yeah. a house shot in, in New York. And but... there's a mad suspension of disbelief mm. that people are going, are ECW is taking on the WWE. It's right. a really hard thing to actually get that yeah. right. What they do really well is they clearly weren't confiscating any signs. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, Cena wins, we riot. Uh, yeah. Being a notable one. Now, that that is the first sighting of the sign that says, if X wins, we riot. Right. And that, to me, if you were, look, if you were building a, like, a pro wrestling museum mm. of the 2000s, that should be front and centre, that iconic sign. Yeah. I imagine the bloke chucked it in a bin afterwards. <laughs> I would have paid up to £200 for it. <laughs> um, but um, the signs are astonishing. So it does open. It's just on the network. And it, it just sort of says, the first one you see, it just says, fuck Cena. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lovely. And the actual, you'll see this when we get to the main event. But this the, is New York, baby. The actual, the actual thing about if Cena wins, we riot. You'd see it now because you're sort of familiar with it. At the time, it just sounded like a threat. And I think it was probably a threat that would have been delivered on. Yeah. I think I could see almost if Cena hadn't won, the place would have gone banana. And it, it, it's just astonishing. Um, the, the the other signs I noticed actually on the on the first uh, couple of minutes, uh, someone had one that just said, I fucked your mum. How is this allowed? <laughs> I like the fact he bothered doing that. He's like, everyone at home will see this. No, we're really, really pissed off. Um, there was another one that just said in the same vein, I hate you. <laughs> and there was um, one guy who has ECFNW on a foam finger. Okay. And yeah. it's it's sort of like, yeah, yeah. I'm an outlaw <laughs> with my big foam finger that, that says, fuck the man. <laughs> It cost me $15. <laughs> and out comes Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, uh, this this period, he's, he's got this ponytail and he wears this mm. sort of Matrix-esque coat. Huge fucking yeah. thing. And he always looks like he's soaking wet. He looks like he's sort of fallen in a puddle and been pulled out. <laughs> he's greasy and weird. He's a man who's come out from the back uh, the backstage area of a strip club. Yes, isn't to he? To remonstrate with a, a bouncer trying yeah. to kick him around. The sort of... Guy exactly who carries has like a silver necklace with a lampule on, yeah. but it's full of coke. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, this coke is from the eighties. You know, he's um he's uh, the only person. This is like two thousand six, and he's mm. got that ponytail. Yeah, and that ponytail. He looks like a baddie in Home Alone or something. Like he that. really or that does. Kind of kind of film. It just makes him look like such a grease ball. <laughs> and at this point, of course, he is a, a, a huge part of the creative team in WWE. Mm. Uh, he is running the ECW thing, and uh, again. And it, it just, tells you how disastrously this goes. Well, I mean, classic WWE style, he's given himself a terrible gimmick. <laughs> yes. A Matrix, a Matrix caught in a fucking To ponytail. tell you how badly the, the whole <laughs> ECW thing goes, that by, so this is taking place in June. Yeah. By December, Heyman has been fired and he will not be back for another six years. <laughs> um, they will have the, the, the single worst reviewed, lowest purchased pay-per-view in history. Uh, ECW's December to Dismember. Right. Um, which I think might be quite fun to do over Christmas. Yeah, December to, to Dismember. It sounds like an emo <laughs> band from the noughties. Yeah, really Forever good... until October. <laughs> yes. there's, there's Kids a lot near of emo. water. There's a lot of emo because they, they use Drowning Pool's bodies yeah, as the yeah. theme in this. That comes right. up. And, and it's just all... I don't know. There's, there is something about it that, that, that the crowd are <laughs> both silly and 
sort of unappealing. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a bear pit. Yeah. Out comes Paul Heyman addressing the crowd and he mm. makes reference to sort of Jonestown, you know, we drink mm. the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, he was known as being a very, very charismatic locker room leader yeah. and he would really fire people up in the early days, you know, saying, you go out there, you're going to give the best, you know, you've you got Terry Funk here, he's given everything to the business and it was a sort of religious fervour mm. to what they did. Um, <laughs> and another sort of cult level, he didn't always pay his wrestlers. <laughs> so <laughs> the next time he'd have to be just saying you know you're going to be so amazing you know and this because he wasn't really sorting out the checks yeah so well, and now we're off to Guyana <laughs> yes the um the the, the Paul Heyman thing is, is a very good promo he has a lovely thing of just sort of saying you know this didn't happen because of me this didn't happen because of Vince this happened because of you and it was because the people were buying the merchandise were buying the DVDs of ECW and were chanting ECW at um at events mm. I mean, it also I mean, it did happen because of Vince. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vince he thought much... there was money to be yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is not going to be doing it otherwise. <laughs> um, Heyman is, is, he is actually a, a fascinating story. So before he's in wrestling, hmm. he is a teenage uh, wrestling photographer. Right, yes. Um, he begins sort of uh, uh, essentially ringing up uh, Vince McMahon Sr. Hmm. and just sort of saying, oh, well, I was asked to drop by your office. Hmm. Uh uh, I've got some photographs of Andre, that sort of thing. And mm. he'd turn up and he'd get a pass and accreditation and then they'd notice he was like 14. Um, <laughs> so he was always a hustler. Yeah. He was also a publicist for Studio 54 right, when it was okay. still running and he was probably, you know, 20 or 20-odd. 20 uh, <laughs> I think it was that was in the early 80s because mm. there was a famous story about him um, getting some some sort of credit with the club for for telling Boy George there were photographers out the front when right. he was in a state. Oh, so okay, right. he's had a really interesting life of sort of, I don't know, not really conventional work. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's he, hard. I always think of those kind of people. They must already be loaded because I don't know how you turn those kind of jobs into give me some fucking money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Entirely. Like, more than fucking just traffic, uh, you know, transport. Yeah. Transport and expenses. He's got a, he's actually got a company, uh, which uh, he's, I mean, one of the things he does do is in his current role with Brock Lesnar, he is actually working as Brock Lesnar's manager. Right. You know, he is now running um, Raw. He is, you know, he is he is a very, very talented wrestling mind. He also outside has loads of different sort of companies that he mm. does, which again, sort of, is it not enough to run like Monday Night Raw? <laughs> uh, he's got a company called Looking for Larry Agency. Um, I, I, it's sort of hard to work out what they do, but they've done it for some, they do sort of stuff like brand development for the WWE uh, computer games. Um, okay, I don't right. think they've done the recent one, which no. they must be relieved about. I, I think that's unbrandable. <laughs> that yes. It says here, Looking for Larry are brand and advocates uniquely qualified to reach any targeted desired demographic with precise custom strategies, tap into any cultural movement and demonstrate, produce and deliver quantifiable, impactful results. <laughs> and there's a part of me that sort of goes, that is Heyman through and through, isn't it? <laughs> yes. there's, I'm sure he didn't write that, but it is that sort of thing about sort of going, OK, um, yeah, sure. That sounds and him going, can I have two hundred dollars? And you go, uh yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't quite know. If you follow him on um, his Twitter as well, he's continually doing this funny thing where there's models who are like five years out of the prime of their careers. Right. And there are things and they'll sort of be going, I'm one of Heyman's babes or whatever. And I'm not sure what that is. But again, it's one of those oh, things no. that I sort of go, oh, it's another weird side hustle. Um, he's too old to be doing the hustle. Well, his, his actual uh, Twitter um, profile uh, name is Heyman Hustle. Is it? <laughs> which is very nice. He is a hustler. Very enjoyable. He is. Um, we get the first match, uh, which is Taz uh, versus Jerry Lawler. Um, this is, I say it's a match. Uh, this it's is 30 seconds of nonsense. <laughs> it is. Um, Taz had actually been retired from about 2003. 
And after after his winning, um, uh, I'm gonna fuck you, Muslims. Fuck you, Osama bin Laden bollocks. Yes. That got him the best job he's ever had. It did, and which yeah. he, which he had for for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, he was a SmackDown announcer, and you had Jerry Lawler who was over on Raw, mm. and they 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 had a, a, a good chemistry. The two of them, they'd actually feuded for quite a few years in sporadic moments. Um, it dated back to to 1997. Yeah. The WWE had a working arrangement with Paul Heyman, so he would sort of they'd have open channels essentially to sort of look at new talent right and they paid him money throughout most of ecw's existence really to stop wcw having you know their hooks in Mm. ecw so they they've worked together for a long time but in 1997 they did a brief invasion angle where jerry lawler would sort of you know taz would be there and jerry lawler would mock him and Mm. jerry lawler went over to ecw so they did have a bit of history they bring them together here you've never seen jerry lawler wrestle i've never seen i've never seen him you know i'm gonna take i've never seen his his nipples for example (laughs) even though they've been daringly close like daily mail sidebar of shame (laughs) daringly jerry young jerry lawler all grown up yeah these puppies are now dogs (laughs) wearing the skimpiest of costumes (laughs) with a crown Perched on his head. Um, he, this, this, I mean, this is not a match, but I think no. by this point, Taz is long retired. Yeah. This is the last time Taz did any sort of angle in the ring. Right. Okay. So he's still involved in wrestling. He was in mm. TNA as a commentator for many, many years or Impact. And he's recently sort of been popping up in AEW just mm. doing cameos. But you can tell here that Taz, Taz is so wide. He's put <laughs> so, on weight. Mm. But it's just gone horizontal. Yeah, boxy. Boxy, really boy. And I mean, he, Lawler's in no, in no kind of state either, to be No, fair. they do mock Lawler. Joey Styles mocks Lawler for being out of shape. And you're just like, mate, we've just seen Taz. He looks like a <laughs> chew it. There's a massive <laughs> chew it. meat boy, square boy. <laughs> he does like spam. Yeah. He took spam out of a tin <laughs> um, then, then painted it orange. He looks like new metal spam. He looks like new metal spam. <laughs> the, um, the, the, you can tell that he's also wearing a shirt. Yeah. And that is a real wrestler code mm. for or I am embarrassed by the way I look. <laughs> Ric Flair on the last ever Nitro, he wears a T-shirt that says Nitro on it. Yeah. And it looks so pony. It's just rubbish. <laughs> and it's and it's just because they get to the point where they just go, I've been out of it too long yeah. and I'm really super embarrassed. Nobody's seen this. There was one match that was actually supposed to happen at this one night stand right. that didn't happen. And it was supposed to be Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko. Right. And uh, they'd been former ECW tag team champions. Dean Malenko had also been retired since 2001. He was mm. working as an agent. One of the great technical wrestlers of all time. But Benoit had been too banged up. He'd got injuries and they had to call it off. But Ben, uh, but Malenko had actually spent months getting into shape. And the idea was Malenko versus Benoit was going to be a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Mm. So Dean Malenko really got into shape because he didn't want to let his friend down. Taz did not have the same reasoning <laughs> behind it. So no. he's just like, do you know what I'll do? I'll wear a massive t-shirt. <laughs> I, I'm an XXL. If I get an XXL, <laughs> right, then I'll look slim. And it, it, it didn't really work. Well, he, um, not he, uh, Jerry Lawler goes over and slaps uh, Joey Styles' specs off. Yeah. And, and as a spectacle warrior, that annoyed me. Because <laughs> he, cl- he clouts him and it, it is, the spectacles go flying. And you can see the next frame, they're a little askew. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking he's glad. He, the, the nose, the nose, the adjustable nose pieces are a little bit out of whack. They will always be a thing where Joey Styles looks down for his notes. They'll just slip an inch down yeah. his nose. He's like, thank Thanks a lot, King. There, there's something funny about Joey Styles, who was a very good commentator in ECW, mm. um, but who was not at all valued by WWE. Right. They ended up putting him in charge of, I think, the website merchandise. <laughs> okay. um, but you can see when Lawler hits him, 
there is a thing about, you know, this is all fun and games, but Lawler is like, I am just going to whack him. <laughs> Lawler's famous for having some of the best worked punches in the business. And people talk about wrestling him, and he does these great-looking punches, and they say, you, you don't even feel them. Yeah. That... He yeah. just he, he just goes. I'm just going to whack him normally. <laughs> I've got 30 years of experience in this. And I'm going to use none of it. Think, <laughs> think you're part of this? Do you think you're part yeah. of this? The way they've cut the hole in the uh, the brick because it looks like they're breaking out of a wall. Yeah, uh, annoys me a little bit because they've kind of worked with the contours of the brickwork in some parts, but in others, it's like they've smashed out of a window. It's, God, it's yeah. just, it, it just doesn't follow brick shipping. Those, it's not good. It's not good. Those uh, sort of a chain link panels they've yes, got as well. Yes. There's a bit. So Joey Styles when he goes down, he sort of grabs one of them for support and as he tries to get up it just flops over (laughs) and when you see stuff like that you sort of go yeah it sort of looks like in, in really impenetrable and stuff, and you're like, it's like it just falls over. Will you please tell the rest of us which uh, chain links are Lord bearing and which ones aren't, because quite frankly, we've killed a few wrestlers this, lately. And this is a great sort of bit about when you sort of go, it's a bit shonky. When Taz is in the ring, they're all cheering, and for some reason, Taz, who spent his whole career looking serious and dangerous, he can't stop smiling, <laughs> and you can't tell whether he's embarrassed about what he's got coming up. I just enjoy, or whether being he's back sort of going, oh, this is fun. Yeah. This is this, this is the lot. Ever get the feeling you've been treated? This is my last match. Um, uh, but yeah, he's not taking this seriously at all. Um, there's they do one move in this match, which is um, Lawler gets caught in the uh, in the Taz mission. Yes, and the crowd go nuts for it. And there's a funny thing about this. I think people would all sort of go, "Why would you start with this? Why wouldn't you start with a good match yeah. to warm the crowd up?" And actually, this is what people wanted to see. It sets right. the tone for the night. Jerry Lawler gets humiliated by your ECW star. And I think it's basically sort of going, can everyone please calm down? There's no need to get like too angry about what's going to happen tonight. Please don't spit. Right? <laughs> We're going to try and make you have a nice night, yeah, all right? We, we frisked you, but we have not gone inside your arses, so you might have anything up there. Yes. Please don't. Yeah. So look, Terry we've, Funk Semtex. <laughs> we've, we've humiliated Jerry, okay? <laughs> Keep watching, because we'll probably humiliate some more. There is no need to set a fire. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's um, the, the the next match that they go on to mm. is... Oh, it's worth saying, actually. They they do a lot about, isn't the king absurd and ridiculous? Yeah. Because he's got a crown on, yeah. you know? And they, they do a lot about... Um, you know, I think they, they sort of, Taz does a little speech afterwards and he goes, well, I beat the, and he does the speech marks with his hands, mm. the king. And I was thinking, you're called Taz, right? <laughs> he's, he's called Taz because when he started, he, he had a tattoo of the Tasmanian devil, the Looney Tunes character. Jesus, really? It says wow. Taz above it. I just it. thought he was like really quick and he'd run around. No, no he just but he was it. dressed as best you could do on like $10 as the Tasmanian devil <laughs> when he started. So he had like sort of like caveman furry pants yeah. on. No shoes, and he and he had a wig that was all all hair, but it was all sort of like curly. But he coloured his nose black, like a little. Oh my word! I mean, it, uh, you know, but he, he's they've sort of went look. It can't be copyright IP infraction <laughs> or infringement if he's got a tattoo. Can't, can't, yeah. We can't remove that. They did actually. They added an extra Z on in the WWE. Did they, right? So yeah, throughout did, his yeah. career, he was the Tasmanian Devil. Then he became Taz with a Z. WWE, they give him two Zs. They're like, <laughs> we are so safe. When you used to get the action figures of Taz, you'd get everything. It would say Taz, but they left off the Tasmanian Devil. Well, yeah, I mean, sensible. Yeah. yeah. Taz, you idiot. Um, yeah, and, or, the, and the Should tra- I say open speech mocks Taz? <laughs> Yeah, and the Animaniacs stable <laughs> idiots. Uh, Animaniacs was one of the great Japanese wrestlers of the nineties. <laughs> uh, and then we get um, um, the sort of first match proper, yeah, which is uh, Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle. Mm. Um, my favourite part of this, this this is one of those things. I mean, Angle is in a great run here. 
He's sort of becoming a wrestling machine. Right. And he's sort of not bothering to be entertaining in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he seems a bit more business-like slash... Yeah. Um, like, yes, like, like everyone else is. He's, he's sort of transcended wrestling a bit. <laughs> and he's sort of gone, oh yeah, all of you come out here and you do your moves and everything. <laughs> What I'm going to do from now on is I'm just going to grab you and sort of like just hold you on the floor for 30 minutes. And that's what it, and I mean, it gets so over. Yeah. Angle was so popular at the last yeah. one night stand, even when he was part of the WWE contingent. Yeah. That, that's the reason they moved into ECW. They, right, were like, he, they, okay. they really accept him. Mm. So he's got this thing of going, I'm now in ECW. And this match with Randy Orton, Randy Orton, they use as a perfect example of the WWE. Mm. He's young. He's handsome. He's actually quite boring in the ring. Mm. Um, and they give him pyro to really rub it in that he's WWE. That he's magnificent, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Angle just sort of basically sits on him for <laughs> 25 <laughs> minutes. When when Randy Orton comes down to the ring, there's a great bit where a kid just oh, punches, punches him. him in the arm. That's uh, bold. Oh, he punches him in the arm. Like one, block, one person slaps him on the arm. Yeah. The kid punches him on the arm and he turns around. Randy yep. Orton turns around to go... I'm going to fucking lamp you. Yeah. And his dad, the kid's dad, could not look more. He's got a smile on his face. Yeah. He's laughing along. Yeah. But he is under no illusion <laughs> that his child is about to get his bones removed. Like a, that, like a, that kid is probably like 13. <laughs> you know? And, and it, I mean, how much ECW has he seen? Yeah. A, he shouldn't have, mate. B, he shouldn't be here at this show. <laughs> C, don't get him punching around. No, the good lord, a no! Terrible dad. Fantastic. Oh, but I mean, I mean, that kid does not flinch. He just, no. he just goes, yeah, yeah. Just let's have it. it. And you his know. dad's like, <laughs> <laughs> my kid is, good. my kid's body is going to be dislocated. If I was Randy Orton, there would be a part of me going, if the if the thirteen year old kid is assaulting me and they're not scared when I turn round, what are the rest of the people in this yeah. movie like? <laughs> I mean. I mean, the ultimate kind of like bad guy move would just be throw that kid. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely fling him. Drag him over. Drag him <laughs> over, the, over the rails and then just start trying to pull his teeth out with your hand. <laughs> I mean, really insane. <laughs> um, the... Uh, this match is is kind of dull. It's um, it follows uh, Randy Orton at WrestleMania 22. There's a rumor that he was actually supposed to win the world belt, right? But he was having a lot of problems backstage. He was very young. He was very cocky. Yeah. He was very difficult. Yeah. He'd been suspended for 60 days uh, just before this for um, uh, uh, what what they termed unprofessional conduct. Mm. There was a long-standing rumour that he'd taken a shit in a diva's bag, and that was the reason she'd quit the business. Right, okay. Um, he later said that it was he was just caught smoking marijuana backstage. He right. was doing it flagrantly. Mm. Um, and so they'd given him this this uh, thing where they said Angle had broken his ankle and he took 60 days, basically, out. Ah. During this time, uh, he he became really problematic with, with substance abuse. And so he spoke many, many years later. He said, um, all life was for me a couple of years ago was I was going to get fucked up. It was right. pretty dark and gloomy and sad. Yeah. So he was just, I think, a young man who had, you know, risen really quickly to the top of his profession and was finding it a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, uh, he's, he... He he has had a number of wellness violations over the years. Um, his name has popped up a few times um, on some lists and things of mm. people who are being investigated for steroids. Mm. So he, uh, but he seems to be in in a much better place now. He's still is he still wrestling? Like, he's still wrestling, yeah, he right? is. Yeah. I mean, he's still a, a main event. He actually sort mm. of he seems he, if you follow him on Twitter, he's one of those guys who has suddenly become 
really almost like a cult favourite. Right. Because okay. he's really funny on Twitter. He's mm. really sort of charming and he seems to be really nice to kids mm. and he seems to be really funny about other things with other wrestlers. When they're not hitting him on the arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, that hit actually may also have hit the United States Marine Corps tattoo <laughs> oh. that he has on his, uh, on his... Actually, no, it's on his left arm. It's the other one. It is covered up by other tattoos, right. uh, which he, he did after getting his bad conduct <laughs> his, discharge. His naughty discharge. Yeah. Um, Angle here, <laughs> he's only in WWE for another couple of months. He mm. gets a, um, a released early from his WWE contract yeah. because of health reasons. Um, he said he was working hurt, that he couldn't stop. And, you know, they, they, they were, as you say, worried about the Olympian dying on their watch, mm. that they wanted him to slow down. He wouldn't. Uh, he actually ended up wrestling his last WWE match uh, at an ECW taping in August. He had a no contest against Sam. Abu. Um, Orton does a chin lock, loads and loads of boring, boring chants, right. all that. Um, one of the commentators says, well, freedom of speech here for the ECW faithful. You can already tell that the hand of Vince McMahon is bleeding through the headphones and he's getting too involved. He's like Donald Trump when he went, something at the end of that speech. Yeah, that's, this week you're like going, oh, you're going to come for me, you're going to shoot me, you're going to have to shoot all of us. And then, and then clearly somebody in his headphones went, say something. Something. <laughs> Jessica Ennis, good night. One last thing that I just I just want to talk about while we're on Randy Orton because it's something that I've um, I've not actually seen covered anywhere else. Mm. So um, this isn't an exclusive because anyone right. can do it. I just had a look. I was on the internet last night. <laughs> um, he's got a younger brother called Nathan who right. is a stand-up comedian. Okay. Um, he, I went onto Nathan Orton's uh, website. Mm-hmm. It was it was updated last year in 2018. Yeah. Uh, the About Me section is some really low-res pics uh, and the word About title. Mm. So he's not actually done his website properly, <laughs> which is annoying. Uh, there's loads of photographs like you'll get with all the American stand-ups where they're just in front of a brick wall with a microphone. Yes. That, that brick, the bare brick wall is always American stand-up. Yes. Um, and I was thinking, you know... <sighs> You know, there's loads of photographs of Nathan Orton mm. with lots of stand-ups from America, presumably, who you've mm. never heard of. And I was thinking, God, I really, really hate low-level American stand-up. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm going to have a look and see what he puts on Twitter because right, you know, okay, I yeah, might yeah, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a couple. This is from the last month. Uh, this is Nathan Orton. And see if you can see a sort of beginnings of, of you know, what sort of a, a, a stand-up he might be. You ever notice how you're only allowed to body shame people that take care of their bodies? What? This is one from June the 15th. (laughs) Beauty standards are too high. No, your daily calorific intake is. (laughs) Fat, fat people. Not even jokes. January the 6th. Posting a screenshot of themselves getting hit on is how unconfident women post selfies. (laughs) I mean, it's very wordy, isn't it? It's very, like, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, this is a good observation. Uh, girlfriends. Ooh, I don't want to put my lips on the glass. Give me a straw. <laughs> also, girlfriends. Lick salt from rim of margarita glass. Jesus Christ. Fucking women, hey? Fucking women. <laughs> if they're not fat, they're disgusting. <laughs> if they're not getting off with my much more handsome and muscular brother. Yeah, they're watching oh, me. Dear. They're watching me shame them in front of a brick wall. Just watch it, just watching him uh, just watching him with Mick Foley on his website there. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I noticed I noticed he wasn't afraid pictures. to just slip that one yeah. in. Um you can follow him at it's at Orton uh What's that low thing that happens? Sorry? I was going to call that a bridge. What's oh, uh, that? Um, underscore. underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Orton underscore Nathan. Do you remember when, like, at signs and underscores, which just didn't really, it's not a thing. <laughs> why Why is the tilde not coming to the thing? Like, why is nobody using the tilde sign? Yeah. I, 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 there's a classic bit, and I can't remember where it's from, 
of it might be someone like oh it's someone cool on like BBC Radio One okay in the early days of reading out web addresses oh uh, you know what is I don't think he was even young then it was Pete Tong gotcha Pete Tong's going. Right, if you'd like to go to the uh, website, uh, it's uh, bbc.co.uk. Actually, it was like bbc.org. H- yeah. HTTP. Yes, yes. Semicolon. HTTP, semicolon. No, sorry, colon, uh, forward slash, forward slash, um, <laughs> www.bbc.co.uk, forward slash, uh, music, forward slash, radio, forward slash. It's just like 50 forward slashes. Dot uh, HTML. Yes. Lovely. <laughs> Love it. I, I, I found Myself if you're more accessing more. it on Unix uh, system, you're going to need uh, a BBS this is, uh, address. This is the is... old America online all over <laughs> yeah. again, isn't it? Search wrestling, uh, search grapple, search... Yeah, oh, magic. I, I, I think we should all start bringing back as well, uh, saying, when you say to people, what's the address? You go, uh, www, stands for World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. throwing that in. I always say, whenever we get a read, I always go, it said, just say, people just say, slash... Uh, yeah. it was also, I would say forward slash because <laughs> I'm old school baby um, I would like to know if anybody has seen uh, on his upcoming shows bit of his website at nathanortoncomedy.com uh, he did play the grizzly pear uh, on the 21st of last month and the 27th at Dangerfields. I presume that's Rodney Dangerfields Comedy Club. Um, they, 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 they and, and like upcoming shows, just change, it, change your website. Just have a date. Yeah. 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 They could not be more American low-level stand-up sounding places. The Grizzly Pear. <laughs> you know, Chuckle Knobs. Chuckle Knobs. I don't know why it's so undignified. <laughs> hey, you ever... Uh, you ever notice how your girlfriend doesn't want to put her lips uh, on the glass? She wants a straw, but also your girlfriend. Yep, this is great, Nathan. This is I like, great. Have you seen various the, shapes, seen... various patterns, jigsaw yeah. blocks? He hasn't filled it out. He yet. hasn't filled it out. So he's bought an off-the-shelf uh, website. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figure out what you're t- what you're talking about there. He's got an, um, everything's kind of like got um, placeholder text. Yeah. So underneath the picture of him, it just says about title, <laughs> six lines moving black with an animated gif but of then, that happening. Brilliantly, every sort of thirty seconds or so it changes and there is a photo of him so he's done a bit of <laughs> he's it he's done a bit of it but just not enough just walked away uh, nathanartoncomedy.com I'd love to hear what kind of comedy I, I mean I think there's one on YouTube maybe I've listened to that one there's not there. a huge amount on YouTube but there is some <laughs> good I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's for me <laughs> <laughs> wrestle me Mark we're wrestle out of here wrestle me Peter we'll yeah. be back next week um, not the same time hopefully a little bit earlier. Apologies, everyone. Yes. And uh, do remember, look, hey, Jesus Christ. Jesus it's almost fucking, fucking Christmas. Jesus fuck. It's almost fucking Christmas. Mm. I have still got T-shirts and pins clogging mm. up my life. <laughs> if you haven't bought them, if you have, get the fuck to the <laughs> WrestleMe merch stall and take them off my sodding hands. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMe. Round of Find us on Twitter, WrestleMePod. was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.